Every seventh year in Israel was a big event. It was called the sabbatical year, or the year of release, in which the law was read, a relief was given to debtors, and slaves were released, and the land was allowed to rest. It's given a full explanation on reading today from Deuteronomy chapter 15. Starting in verse 1, At the end of every seven years, you shall grant a release. And this is the manner of the release. Every creditor shall release what he has lent to his neighbor. He shall not exact it of his neighbor, his brother, because the Lord's release has been proclaimed. Debt was a very real problem in the ancient world, and not just because of loose spending habits. Natural disasters such as drought and famine would throw off hundreds to thousands of people. Families bereft of husbands or fathers would be prey for the unscrupulous and left at the mercy of their creditors. It was through a system of debt slavery that Egypt consolidated their power in Genesis chapter 47 verses 13 through 26. This then led to a nationwide oppression over Israel. So God is taking steps to prevent his people from becoming oppressive overlords. Here's how the day of release would have looked like in a realistic scenario. You have a man, and he gets into financial difficulties. Maybe he's got a bad harvest, some poor planning, whatever. And so he would then put up either his property, or maybe himself or his family members, as a pledge to a creditor. The creditor wouldn't just hand out a lump sum of cash like banks do today, but would instead be given ownership of the fields or the household members. And anything produced by the debtor goes to the creditor. The seventh year is a one-year relief where debts aren't paid to the creditors. So every seventh year in Israel, even if I had loaned out my property or myself, I had at least that one year to keep everything that I made. The purpose of this law was not to free permanently from debt. That was the year of jubilee every 50 years. The year of release gave people a year to get back on their feet and enjoy a year without debt. Imagine a year with no mortgage payments, no rent, no car payments, no student loans, no medical debt. Everything that you made, you get to keep. And so even if they weren't permanently done away with, a year where you kept every penny you earned, that'd be a financial boon. Similar to the year of release was the release of slaves, which is also in chapter 15. After seven years of service, they were told to go free. And this wasn't a set holiday every seven years, but seven years from the date of their bondage to another. After their service was over, they were to be released and fully furnished. Verse 13, when you let him go free from you, you shall not let him go empty-handed. You shall furnish him liberally out of your flock, out of your threshing floor, and out of your winepress. As the Lord your God has blessed you, you shall give to him. So as wonderful as all that sounds, it's really unlikely that Israel did much in keeping it. Starting in verse 4, we read, But there will be no poor among you, for the Lord will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance to possess. If only you will strictly obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all this commandment that I command you today. We're told that there will be no poor because... God's going to bless them. Verse 5 pictures Israel as this economic powerhouse. They're going to have such an abundance of resources that they can lend to the other nations, but not ever need to borrow. As such, they're going to have influence over all these nations and rule them through the power of the almighty dollar. But only if they keep Yahweh's command. Poverty would only cease to exist when society is structured God's way. And the saddest part of all this is that God anticipates Israel's failure to keep his commandments in verse 11. He says that there will never cease to be poor in the land. 
Therefore I command you, you shall open wide your hands to your brother, to the needy, and to the poor in your land. The year of release was partly inspired by Israel's history as slaves in Egypt. Verse 15, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore I command you this today. And God warns Israel not to become like Pharaoh. Verse 7, if among you one of your brothers should become poor in any of your towns within your land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against your poor brother, but you shall open your hand to him and lend him sufficient for his need, whatever it may be. Don't harden your hearts, says God, evoking memories of Pharaoh who hardened his heart and wouldn't let Israel free from their slavery. To treat the poor poorly is to stand with Pharaoh and other classic enemies of Israel, all who were given over to destruction at the hands of an angry God. As God's people, our charity is a reflection of our love for each other. Seven times in this chapter we read that this law is designed for the poor, your brother. And in New Testament passages such as 1 John chapter 3, verse 17, we read that if anyone has the world's goods, and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him? How does God's love abide in him? By withholding from our brother in need, we're declaring that we love our cash more than our brother. We should be willing to be generous givers, just as God has so graciously given everything to us. 